Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lance Scurve. Whenever you don't see us and our content on social media, you can always go to landscurve.com, 22 and a half years, almost 23 years of content, and still going strong. Also, if you're subscribed to this channel on YouTube, or you think you're subscribed to this channel on YouTube, please check to make sure that you're still subscribed. Somehow, some way, over from that end, they're removing subscribers at about the rate of between 20 to 50, if not more, a day from this channel. I wonder what loving soul there does that. We understand what it's all about. Anyway, we're not going to harp on the negative. We're going to keep with the positive and keep on doing our body of work and keep moving forward regardless. But Landscurve.com is the place to be. 22 and a half years, almost 23 years of work there. So... Let me go into the chat room here. Mo Powers, welcome on in. And um, for those who are here, let me know how the sound is. We want to make sure before we move forward that we have good sound. And I also have to say two things. Tonight, Dr. Ade will not be doing a show, her Friday night show. Her schedule, she said, was so overwhelming. Sun Glow Rays, thank you so much. It's always good to have you here, always. When you pop in, I'm like, okay, we got it on and popping today. But Dr. Day will not be doing a show today, and I'll put an announcement up in the community section of this channel for all, all those who didn't get it. Also, I'm going to say it again. Like I said it last night, I'm sad to announce the transitioning. Well, if it's passing, it's sad. But if it's transitioning, it's good. But nonetheless, we're human. We love our individuals who we have come on the channel, whether they come to the chat room, just watch, and we don't even know it, or they do shows. Brother Michael Hamer has ascended to the next level of existence. He is no longer in the physical here with us, but he's very much in our spirit, in our soul, in our lives with the words and legacy that he left for us. You know, it's really funny, here today and going tomorrow, we spent many hours at my home and many hours outside in the street with our tripod and our camera in an artistic way, in a very compelling way. We let Michael Hamer speak, and we absorbed it wholeheartedly. Many people would say, hands down, he is the best. I'd have to say pretty much he is. He's real and authentic. He's, he was not some guy who wanted popularity, throwing on onks and dashikis and talking stuff. He was the real thing and loved by his family, loved by his community. He was authentic. He was not a paper-thin YouTube talking head fraud. You could throw TikTok in there also, right? He was the real thing. And when he spoke, you felt his words. And it's, it's really something to think about. And like I said before last night on the show we had last night, that every time someone transitions, we should all feel a boost. A boost? People say, what do you mean? You're happy that the person transitioned? Well, number one, it's natural. And we're all going to find out what that is. What I mean by a boost, when they lived a righteous life, even if they had things about them that they didn't correct yet, because we don't know where we're going. And, you know, when you go take a state exam, they say you have two hours to answer these 120 questions. But in the exam in test and obstacle course of life, we don't know how long this test is going to be. So there will always be things about our lives that people will whisper about, bring up, say, whatever. 
but that doesn't count as long as we're trying to improve ourselves incrementally every day to be better than we were the day before. So at Brother Hamer, there was nothing like that as far as I could see. And if it was, it, it didn't matter to me. He brought so much. But the boost I talk about is to be jolted into a sense of increased uh, sense of urgency. Many of us don't have a sense of urgency in this life, and then we're going to realize that we should have been about something. It's not about what many, many call living their best life, going to the toilet, urinating, feces, eating, sleeping, whatever, creature comforts, whatever indulgences. That's not what this life is all about. You've got to make yourself better. You have to seek to improve in every way, mentally, spiritually, and physically. And when one of our own transitions, that should be a call to action for us to examine our own lives and say, what is it that I can do to improve? Many of us don't do that. Yeah, we can enjoy ourselves. Yeah, we can have a little indulgence of maybe, you know, some of us might like to watch a sport. Some of us might like to do a hobby. Some of us might want to have chill time. It doesn't mean you have to always be marching every single day and busting your behind. No. You do what you do, and you rest. You pace yourself. But have a goal. Have an aim. And I'm just so proud to have been a part of what Brother Michael Hamer said with the wisdom that he accrued in his life that left us all off, better off. That's the way it should be. You see, I don't want it to be where when I have my home-going service or whatever you want to call it, that there are people in the back who are ignoring the things that I did and bringing up stuff that doesn't matter anymore. Oh, he said this. Oh, he did this with that person back in this year. Oh, he stepped on some toes. I'm going to tell you from now and life, I'm not going to make this about me, but I'm going to tell you if, if I stepped on your toes, pretty much I did it on purpose. If I cussed you out, pretty much I had a reason to do so. So don't go on now trying to insinuate certain things. I want to repeat again. In a meme that I heard, whenever you say what you say about me or anybody, and you can use this, if you paint me to be the monster, right, in this particular chapter of our lives, and you paint me to be the monster, guess what? Read the previous chapters and tell the people what made me the monster, and you might find that you had a hand in creating it. So don't just go on on an isolated way and try to paint somebody. How did they end up that way? But many people don't want to face that when they go and put out their propaganda about you. They're not going to tell you the part that they had, that they kept poking the bear. They kept doing something. And when you react, you become the bad guy. Isn't that something? Well, I've learned to adopt being the bad guy oftentimes now as I move forward because we have more fake ones in this world, more so now, that are adopting the visuals of righteousness, but they're not really about it. And we're going to go on into our topic right now. And you know the title is How Colonialism Instilled Inferiority Complexes in Africans. Not just inferiority complexes, but we hate ourselves. We measure our existence according to the conqueror. And while we drive our luxury car down the street and go down and go into our mansions, and we go down to get our pedicures and our manicures and we get our hair done and we go shopping and put on the best clothes that they're there, Lots of times and oftentimes we hate ourselves. We feel inferior because we, we're competing with other people, other people that look like us, 
to go to go up to. This is not me saying up to. You'll realize why I'm saying this. Go up to the standard of the European. Up to? What you mean up to? We have our own, but we don't realize it. And this thing you see in the images, in the pictures on the banners to the right and to the left of me, rifles drawn, Africans with their hands up. They weren't allowed. It was beat out of them. And this picture that you see here was not anything from 300 years ago. These are recent pictures. When I say recent, you know, a lot of things went on within the last 100 years, and a lot of things still continue to go on. When you look up at the moon at night, when you look up at the sun in the daytime, there are other people all over the world looking at that same sun and looking at that same moon. And what I've realized sometimes in talking to friends of mine back in America, because I'm in West Africa right now, they might look up at the moon, and I'm looking up at the moon, and I say, man, look at that. You can see the same moon I do, and I'm on another part of the planet. So we don't know who's looking up at that moon and who's looking up at that sun at the same time suffering what they're going through. The life that you live, don't assume that everybody else is living that life, whether it's good or bad. You understand? We just don't know. The effects linger on. Oh, Oloju. Wow, from Guyana. Welcome in. Lovely Brown, I see you. Yes, I do. And again, sun glows rays and more, more, more powers. Welcome on in. We have 18 people in. Of course, it's a little early over there on the East Coast. And for me, it's 1141 here in Ghana. So we use electronics and the, and the stuff here for something good. Sometimes we have a little fun, but for the most part, I always like to wake up and bring something that's thought-provoking to stimulate you. Because if I can't stimulate you, if I can't motivate you, then what good am I in your life? And you got to look around to people in your life. What energy are they bringing, right? Is it something fraudulent? Is it something fake? Are they only there to position themselves to gain from you in a way that is lucrative to them? you got to sort out. Spring cleaning is every day in our lives because we have so many demons and demonic forces that are shapeshifters that come around us, and I have no problem running them away from me. The best thing you can have is a clean slate. Lion pride. I can't see all those numbers. Shalom, how are you? Yes, we're going to stay strong. But the bottom line, like I said, in this day and age, and I'm going to get into the topic. I just want to rant a little bit. But in this day and age, look at the so-called, so, so-called leaders. Look at how greed and envy and the lust for resources is being revealed. Which you, if we, I don't want to say the word conscious. It's been cheapened by the frauds. Oh, I'm conscious in the things they do. Now, I, I flinch whenever I say conscious. I should have a little electrical socket that I stick my finger in every time I think to say the word conscious so I can give myself electric shock treatment to stop saying that word. It's a very much prostituted word. The other word, which is not going along with this subject, I wrote an article many years ago, like 15 years ago, family, the word family is the most prostituted word in the English language because it gives us a pass to get in the lives of the DNA sharers that may not be kindred spirits, that may not have your real spiritual DNA. Spring cleaning, y'all, every day. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Demonic entities are around us, evil people around us. There are some good people out here. But I can say, and many of you will agree, that the majority of us are not good people. 
We're not looking to do good. We're not looking to get better. We're reactionary. We're like maggots. We see something, we want to grab it for ourselves. We're pack rats. And if we can't get what the other person has, we envy them because we feel as though we deserve it. What is all this for? When are we going to leave all of this stuff? And nobody will even know our names 100 years from now. And the way they manipulate imagery. We know the great man that Muhammad Ali is, not just was, because this energy is still in existence. But if Hollywood had anything to do with it, 150 years, 200 years from now, which I'm quite sure Hollywood would not be in existence. But if it was, and it maintained its trajectory, Muhammad Ali would be a white man with blonde hair and blue eyes. You see how they do? And you see how the effect that these people have on us? And now, we run with it now. They don't have to stand over us and have rifles anymore. We are the ones that see each other and want to tear each other down. And when you call it out, I don't know why he doesn't like me. I don't know why he doesn't want to be around me. We got to be real and get these maggots out of our life because it's only going to hold us back. Imagine, there was a song, there was a rap song many, many years ago, and what was the name of it? I forgot, 24 Hours? Basically it said, if you had 24 hours to live, what would you do? If you had 24 hours to live, what would you do? And I asked that question many years ago. I believe it was in the mid-90s that song came out. And it was, it, was, it was a pretty good rap song. It didn't have any cursing. It made you think. And I thought to myself, if I had 24 hours to live, many of us get to that point where we only have 24 hours to live and don't even realize it. But many people I ask that question, man, man, I run through all the women. Man, I'd go to the bank and rob it. What are you going to rob the bank for when you ain't going to be around in 24 hours to spend the money? You shouldn't rob it anyway. Well, some say they want to give money to their family, eh, whatever. But the true character of the person came out by the way they answered that question. So why don't we live like we only have 24 hours left in a righteous way, not in a maggot-like way? Because many of us, you're looking at the person, I always tell people when I'm in front of them, either you're going to hear about me or I'm going to hear about you. We're all not going to be here to the same exact time unless we pass off in an accident somewhere together. So, Appreciate those who bring positivity into your life. And the ones who are only acting that way, but you know they're fake and demonic, get rid of them on the spot. You don't owe an explanation. You don't have to tell them anything. Don't answer their calls. Get rid of them. Block them and delete. Too many people have access into our personal lives just by sitting around and observing our Facebook page and peeping and watching and looking and speculating. Listen, you got people that don't even know you, might not live anywhere near you, but they fixate on you. They fixate on you. They like you sometimes. They hate on you. They'll right-click and save your photos if they're bootalicious enough. We got all kind of entities and spirits floating around us, and I know more than anybody else. I'm not saying I know more than anybody else. I'm saying it this way, that me being online for so long and having to deal with these weirdos out here, self-hating weirdos, and I have a right to say it. And I'm very eccentric myself. And there are people who will say that I'm weird too. And I embrace my weirdness because it's uniqueness. 
and we've gotten away from it, but some of us are just strange and weird. Renee Green, welcome. Welcome on in. I'm glad to see everybody here. I'm going to read off something, and the article will be on Lance Curves on the same very, uh, on a post for the same very video. Everything I'm reading now will be there and is there already now. So anytime you're coming through stuff, you want to see the old stuff, the art, the writing, everything, just go ahead and go to landscape.com. Let me start out by saying this. Africans have always had rich histories and cultural uniqueness. Though not totally perfect, they have shaped and informed our sense of being and identity. Imperialism and capitalism birthed slavery and colonization, and these destroyed the sense of identity and being of Africans, leaving them with a perennial sense of inferiority complexes reinforced via education and religion. Say it again, via education and religion. I'm going to wait to the end of this before I say anything. I want to, I, I could roll on that one, what I just said, education and religion. And you know it, you all can too. Africans need to transcend their inferiority complexes, historical as they are, by engaging in a thorough process of decolonization. In this age, it goes without saying that African peoples in all parts of the world, grapple with embracing their original holistic sense of identity. The African citizen is continuously barraged with an unending influx of colonial and neo-colonial propaganda being viewed as subhuman through the Western gaze. The interplay of slavery Colonial conquest and neo-colonial domination has instilled in Africans is a mythic yet thoroughly concrete sense of a debilitating inferiority complex. Africans, through centuries of imperial domination, have internalized the image of their oppressor yearning to become like them while tragically negating their own organic identity. The imperialist and capitalist subjugation of African people via slavery and colonization was mainly cemented by the racialized notion of racial superiority, whereby Europeans assumed to have a superior rational, enlightened civilization than the rest of other races in the world which they viewed as barbaric, savage, backward, and in need of redemption. I have to cut it on that one. I'm trying to hold myself. It's like you got to go to the bathroom and you're trying to hold it. It's going to hurt me to get out the bathroom so I can go and it starts tripping down your leg. Look at the world now. Barbaric, savage, backward, and in need of redemption. Nuclear bombs, missiles, war. And they're the leaders? And what do these leaders look like for the most part? Even the ones that look like us are more submissive 
and following the lead of that one who is barbaric and savage and backward. Pardon me, I'll continue reading. Europeans invented the conception of race to vindicate their greed and quest for power over those that they deemed weak, inferior, and backward. It was this mythical conception of racialized domination abetted by education, religion, laws, mass media. Mass media, y'all. Way back in the day, there was no mass media, but they're damn sure using it now for their purposes to keep our minds chained down. That the notion of white supremacy and black inferiority were constructed, and this exists to this day. Such a racial sense of superiority was purely conjured to justify imperial conquests of foreign lands and, and their peoples at a time when capitalist profits became their sole pursuit. The domination of African peoples was thus achieved through the instruments of education and religion and, and gleaned from the European gaze, the way they saw us, the way they molded our minds through their education and religion. And we suck it up every day. I'm out here in West Africa. And yes, I know there's Christianity, but this thing is a poison to our people every corner. I'm way up in the mountains, and on the other side of the mountain, five days out the week, they're out there at church five, six hours into the night, singing to the white Jesus. I don't understand it. And I won't even go in more on that. Later on, I will. But we're intoxicated with this thing. And if you don't get down with it, you're demonic, you're evil. You can't be part of us. Well, as dumb as you all acting, do you think I want to be a part of that? You can't do anything for yourself in your own country with your own resources and you allow other people to come in and take it. And you work for pennies on a dollar while they take your riches. They're robbing you. Anybody in their right mind would not let a stranger come into their house and after you did your food shopping, after you bought all the things you needed to buy. I'm not materialistic, but let's say you had a nice sound system over there, a nice television that you worked hard for, which you should not be watching like that. But I'm trying to make a point here. Your refrigerator is full. Your bills are paid. Everything's good. And not only would a person knock on the door, they kick the door in and start walking out with your stuff. That's the same thing they're doing here in the motherland and anywhere we are with what we have. And we say, turn the other cheek. I say, pull out that, <laughs> pop the other cheek, their cheek. Parao. To make the sound of it, because if I said the word, somebody's going to say, oh, he's just so violent. We need to have this video taken down. Let's thumbs it down. Let's complain to YouTube. He's talking about us. But you don't complain to the news programs that broadcast those who stole land, right, and want to kick the other people out, which really is not my concern. It's my concern is the other people who they treated bad who look like me who are there. There's so much going on in this world. But at the end of the day, we don't aid each other. We don't support each other. We hate on each other. 
while the common enemy that we all have is taking us all off. But we're doing it to ourselves. So this is why it's a red alert for the black community worldwide because the black community is not the black community anymore. We say that, but we have no community. There is no commune. There is no communication. We're no better than that big-ass man looking like a linebacker, a football linebacker, running around in a dress saying, I identify as a woman. That's a mental sickness. You can't see reality. You don't want to be who you are. And to add on to that, yeah, I'm ranting. A lot of us as black men don't want to do the job we have to do in this war. We don't want to man the post, so we punk out. And it's not a white flag that we wave to surrender. As black men, it's makeup, a dress, and that blonde wig that we put on. Not we, me saying it. I'm saying we. We don't want to be men because we know being a man entails something when it's time to fight. When somebody's in your face challenging you, looking to do harm to you, we run off like punks. And so how can our women respect us? That's a damn shame. I don't forgot all about the reading and and <laughs> ah in this sadistic violence to achieve the unquestionable subservience of Africans was inevitable mass genocides resource plunder rape torture were enacted on an unprecedented scale as the scramble for Africa heightened atrocities in Namibia, in the Congo, are irrefutable examples of this, and so much more. But as much as brutal violence was needed to quell Africans into submission, to serve the interests of colonial political economies, ideological, hegemonic domination was necessary to maintain the status quo and keep Africans, as they say it, in check. They got Africa in check. They got Africans all over the world in check to the point that so many don't even be identified as African. I'm not that. I'm not that. If somebody said that they think you're European, oh, yes, 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 somewhere down the line I'm European. You might live in Europe. You might live in Germany. You might live in London. But your ass is black. Your ass is African. Stop. All of a sudden, you have a different type of accent, but your ass is black, and they don't like you, and you're targeted, and you're the, the least of us in their perception. And they know better, but they don't want you to know better, right? It was imperative for Africans to denounce their whole being in service of the colonial political economy. We had to denounce ourselves. Africans had to deny their unique spirituality, values, beliefs, modes of production, social relations, political and judicial systems. In essence, they had to lavishly denounce the totality of their knowledge and systems which informed their organic cultural consciousness. That is, their sense of identity and being. 
By rejecting their culture in history, Africans had to adopt the strangely alienating cultural belief systems of the European colonizers. The cosmological understanding of society that Africans intrinsically possessed was brutally undermined and was replaced with violent intrusion by Europeanized modern, modern, modernity. Mike Tyson moment. The import of this being that Europeans, because of diabolical notions of racial superiority, did not view Africans as human beings at all. So imagine some alien dropping out the sky and saying, you're not a human, especially when you are H-U-E-M-A-N, the original, the ultimate, the 100% human, not compromised by animal DNA and GMO people that don't like you because you vibrate at the highest level. Some of y'all don't know about that. Go on and sing your hymns. Wash me, wash me white as snow. Imagine black folks in a church singing that while they look up at the white Jesus, continuing this thing and furthering our ignorance and our hate of ourselves. It's crazy. To them, the Africans had no history, no sense of identity. It needed to be saved. How do they say it? You ought to be glad that we went over to Africa and saved you, your savages, and brought you to civilization. Oh, really? And you didn't even know how to wipe your ass at one time. You didn't even know nothing about plumbing. Doodling into a bucket and throwing it out the throwing it out the window. People walking up by got shit landed on them. Come on. And that's, that's civilization to you? And look who controls our education in America. And they want to wipe away the history. Ron DeSantis doesn't want any critical race theories going on. They don't want to hear it. It's like you murder somebody and the cops come for you. I don't want to hear it. It didn't happen. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear it. It happened. You going, buddy. But they have the power and control in their own civilizations, their own systems over us. There's a few of us in there that have to sit down and shut up and know the deal, but we can't say anything because we got to protect our paycheck. <laughs> the hell with a paycheck. Nature's your paycheck. Walk away from it. Go out into nature. You'll find all the fruit growing waiting for you. You'll find all the building materials that you can build the finest structures. Why do you have to hold on to these systems where, oh, please, can I have two weeks off? You mean? No, we can't do it. We need you here. Production is going to be high next week. And for the betterment of our company, you have to be here. You can't go. I've been here for 17 years. I, I, I just did a vacation. No. Who's in charge there? Who's the slave master there? Although you get a nice paycheck, a nice home, nice car, but you can't enjoy it because you have to be the boy or the girl, right? Or the bed wench when you go into these jobs. I'm sorry, sisters. I'm not calling you that. But this is what it is. And you better be a buck, brother. And you know if you had too much mouth or had a revolutionary look in your face, you had to be buck broken. What was that? Let me just say it. Screwed up in the backside in front of your wife. Screwed up in the backside in front of your children. Brought down. Oh, you have revolutionary thoughts? You want to think outside the box? 
We can't have Negroes like you inspiring other Negroes to want to get off the plantation. The plantation is all you should know. And then we're going to keep it going and indoctrinate your children with propaganda in the so-called educational system. And then you're going to bring them on over to the church and make them so docile. And when they feel frustration and anger as they get into the teen years and they see things for what they are, mommy, I don't want to go to church. You better go. You can't be no revolutionary Negro out here. They're going to shoot you down. We can't have that. Some get broken, buck broken in their own house. In their own house. You angry. You don't want to sit up in that boring place looking at a white man in stained glass. My old folks sing all these songs and you sitting there bored as hell. Only thing that you can get going is looking at a little pretty girl who's feeling the same way on the other side. You're glancing at each other. <laughs> uh, it is crazy. In colonial times, the knowledge systems of Europeans regarded as superior and infallible intellectualism totally discredited indigenous oral traditions and wisdom as illegitimate methods of storing cultural records. These lacked history, given that Western knowledge systems believe written records are the sole signifier of prehistory and history. Without written records, African had no history according to racialized domination. Africans came to accept that they had no history and culture since these has been declared illegitimate and devoid of intellectual superiority. This served colonial interests well, for the colonized so voluntarily submit to this dehumanizing system of oppression and exploitation, they had to be defeated mentally, ideologically, and spiritually. And this obtains right to this day. The Africans viewed Eurocentric education and religion as the only avenues toward material success. The aim was to strive to become like the rational, elite, white men. But it soon became apparent that no matter how hard Africans attempted to construct their being in the mold of the Europeans, they were never accepted as Europeans. Can you, you hear that? No matter how hard Africans attempted to construct their being in the mold of the Europeans, they were never accepted as Europeans. And the same goes for America. People say, Lance, you've been out there over three years plus, three years and two months. Not quite two months, three years, a month, and about 17 days. Don't you want to come back? Come back to what? I love my family and my friends. I miss them and we will be getting together. It doesn't mean I have to come back there. We can meet in another country. They can come here. I love the land. I love the mountains, Appalachian Mountains. I love the plains of Georgia. <laughs> I love the beaches of Florida. But it's the system that always made me feel like I never belong. You were never good enough as you were unless you tried to Europeanize yourself to fit in. So here I am, a size 12 foot, trying to fit into a size 10 shoe. And you got to walk and act like you're enjoying yourself. Let's go for a 10-mile walk. Oh, my God, my feet are going to hurt me. And there you are looking like you're smiling, but you're grimacing from the pain of not ever being able to fit in. So I'm free now. And some people take their freedom as other ways. Because they're delusional. 
and mentally off. They feel the same pressure I do. But for them, they want to throw on a dress. I'm free this way. Yeah, you're free of being a man. Because there's certain requirements of you in this particular day and time to fight your real enemy, to free your people from the real enemy, not to go overseas somewhere and come back in a body bag, come back in a coffin with a flag of the oppressor on top of it, and they're going to mock your family and hand your family this flag. And you feel so proud. And if they lived, they might end up as a homeless veteran. And don't be black in a homeless veteran. Medical needs, emotional, emotionally broken, psychological needs, because you used us and messed us up. You have a fake smile. Yes, he was patriotic. He fought for his country. No, he foolishly fought for corporate interests. And like I said yesterday, I am not a hypocrite. I don't feel that if in America we are suffering, that we need to go somewhere and fight for the one who's making us suffer. But for those who have gone, maybe they didn't know. Maybe they needed a job. Maybe they felt patriotic and didn't realize they were fighting for the war machine that oppressed us. At least war machine, deal with those accordingly that come back. If they almost gave their life for you, treat them right. This is where I got a problem with them. I have a problem with those who went out. I have a problem with those who neglect them. You go to the courts and they talk lots of things and, oh, deadbeat dad. Well, America's the biggest deadbeat dad because they don't take care of their own. They have their children who willingly gave their life. I'm not saying they're children. I'm speaking in an abstract way. Sleeping under overpasses, in the alleyways, urinating on themselves, defecating on themselves, hungry. You in the warm house and you profit from the war machine, but they're out in the streets. New York City in the cold, sleeping over over the grating, over the subways. America's the biggest deadbeat. But so many of us understand this and know this, but we still want to fit our size 12 foot into a size 10 shoe. Uncomfortable, afraid to say our feet hurt or else we'll lose the game that we have in this system, which is not really a game. How many of you have ever sold a house or sold a property and you're attached to it because this property you have memories in, you love it. You know, birthdays and marriages and even transition when families got around and soothed each other. When it comes time to sell that house and you see those who are in the banking industry, the financial industry, they're selling your home. It's nothing to them. You got to pay this for that. You have to pay this back uh, 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 bill. You have this uh, in escrow. You have the blah, 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 blah. Chop, 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 chop. Boom, you're done. And you're sitting here like, Look at how they're just chopping up my life. Yes, you sold it, and you knew what it was going to be. But you see how it means nothing to them. So how are we going to deal with people that we don't mean anything to them? Even some of our own. They're so hyped. We want to be more like the European, that those of us who embrace ourselves and our true culture, we're an annoyance to them. They don't want to be bothered with us. So you know what? If I have to walk this life alone on a path alone, 
I have nature. I have my creator. And I have my destiny where I'm going once I leave this earth. Because this ain't forever. And you got to have some kind of conviction. You got to have some kind of integrity. I don't punk out for a little money waved in my face. I could have done that a long time ago. I could have had a lot of money for a lot of reasons. They send women your way. I don't punk out over a damn blowjob. I don't punk out for status in your system. I don't want none of it because I'm going to have to answer to that one day, and it's coming. You don't even own your own body. Matter of fact, even the body you have, are you controlling the beat of your heart? Oh, heart's slowing down. Let me push the button to keep my heart going. You don't even control that. Huh? When you're sleeping, do you control your breathing? You don't. You need that. It's vital. You don't know the state of your internal organs. You ain't controlling that. You can aid it by eating good food, natural food. But we're at the mercy of so much, and we're walking around with our ass upon our shoulders the closer we get to the European, and he don't give a damn about you. I can't get through this reading because I'm ranting too much, but this is what it is. Mm. Hold on one second. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. My juice. Let me get a little sip here. Here, give me a second, family. Mm. Here we go. Let's finish up this reading and we're going to rant a little more. Let me just check, make sure everything is going good. Yes, I'll, I'll acknowledge the chat room. I'm reading something on a different screen, so I see so many different faces. Let me just make the announcement again. Dr. Day will not be doing a show tonight. Her schedule was overwhelming to her this week. She said she's going to double up next week. I told her to rest yourself, get your nutrition. You're working hard, but don't let it overtake you. That's what the enemy wants. You see what I mean? You can speed down the straightaway. When you hit that exit, that curves a bit. You have to reduce your speed. And I'm one who learned to pace myself because I used to push myself hard the same way, and I still do. But I have a little leeway where I pace myself because I want to eke out as much as I can out of this body of mine and this wonderful life that is wonderful because I've made it that way because of my creator. I woke up, got out of the hellhole. Here we go. To this day, we are still entrapped in this quagmire. We constantly seek the European gaze to be regarded as human. In this tragic material reality, we still look down on our own histories and knowledge systems as irrelevant to our contemporary Oh, I thought you were calling me. Yeah. We have become our own enemies because colonial domination othered us. I never heard it before. It othered us. <laughs> While everything that came from the West was glorified and deemed infallible. You, you really don't understand. Over here, most of the folks, anything in the West and anything from the UK, oh, my God, it's got to be. I've got to go there. It's heaven. They talk of it as heaven. And, and why would you want to move out here? It's nothing out here. But it's funny. Those who you think are the orchestrators of the heaven of the West, they're over here with their hand in the resources. They're over here building beautiful homes with pennies on the dollar. 
and you over there in the West thinking, what's over there? You know, I spoke to someone the other day on social media. They saw me. And they had a little light on there where it says, oh, Lance Gerv's available. First thing out of your mouth, Lance, I, I know you to be intelligent. I know you to be, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm a regular dude. Then why would you move over there? That's what I heard when they said that. They were like, why would you move over there of all places? And I took my time. And I spoke to them. You know, not that all of us ever had lots of roaches, but we understand what a roach does. Sometimes the people next door to you may have roaches real bad and they come on over by you. I'm not saying you got roaches. But these people, when they ask me this question, and I begin to take my time slowly but surely, knowing where their mind is, they are like that roach who's in the cupboard. You pull back your kitchen cabinet, and you have all types of Campbell's soup, ketchup, mustard, salt, whatever seasons you have, and the roach sees you and ducks behind these little bottles, these little condiment bottles. So you know the roach is there, so you take your time. And, and move one bottle, move another condiment bottle, and you see the roach duck down even behind even more. Now you know that cabinet is limited. The shelf space is limited. So you have everything moved, and you have that small little bottle of olive oil. I'm just making it up. And you know that roach is behind it. And you pull it away, and you're looking at the roach, and he's looking at you, you, and it knows it's just a matter of time. So when people ask me that, why would I want to go there? And I take my time and logically explain because I don't have to explain. But some people, you want to take your time and mentally make them see it. And because they're so caught up in the Western world and the Western way of thinking, it terrorizes them. To see the logic and why you did what you did in removing yourself. But then there's another topic I want to talk about. I might do that show right after this one. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to talk about it. I'm not even going to say what it is. It's just another topic along these lines. Education and religion, together with mass media, laws, capitalist, political, and economic systems, gender, class, sexuality, and political orientation have done more to harm Africa than can be imagined. While colonialism was more brute and direct, the contemporary age of globalized neocolonialism comes with immeasurable complexities. Eurocentric education remains dominant in Africa as it was in colonial times. Hallelujah. I'm going to say it that way. Not like it's a good thing, but that's the truth. That's the truth. I have to say it. If you come here, I'm in Ghana right now, so I'm not just talking about Ghana, but I know there's other places because I've had extensive conversations on this topic and I know it to be the truth. If you ask a young African child, I'm not saying somebody four or five years old, but somebody eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, how are you? What's your name? Oh, my name is George. Oh, my name is Victor. Oh, my name is Richard. Wait a second. Wait a second. 
George, Victor, and Richard? What's your last name? And they pause. Usually you don't want to say it. They say it with a low breath because it sounds African. And they've learned if you want to aspire to be great in that westernized system, you better wear the name of that person because they don't want to have their name read out and you can identify what they are. Oh, this must be an African. Oh, this must be a black man. Even certain names in America that are European, we've used them so much, certain names, that um, we know what it is. Come on, y'all. How many white men do you know named Leroy Jones? Certain <laughs> names. Leroy Jones must be a Negro. There are other shape-shifted names we can use, but that's one name that I've always, you know, noticed. Well, see, you know, let me Google Leroy Jones to see how many white faces I see pop up and go to images. Hmm. People don't think about things like that. But that's the way it is. The invention of race by Europeans justified the imposition of their one-sided view of the modern world, predicated on the warped logic of lies, manipulation, plunder, fraud, repression, and exploitation. Religion plays a huge role in sustaining this order presently or presenting such reality as unchangeable. Yet the strands of Christian religiosity brought by imperialists has nothing to do with transformative and redistributive justice. Religion was employed to obtain the acquiescence of Africans as regards the latter's domination. This persists to this day and serves to reify harmful stereotypes and negative images that Africans have unwittingly internalized via the unequal power dynamics at play in this age. Africa is still portrayed globally as a hotbed of failed states, the backwaters of all poverty and regression, forever ensnared into uh, uh, underdevelopment. These narratives give neo-colonial masters the impetus to continue interfering in the sovereignty of African peoples. Against this backdrop, it is indispensable that Africans develop counter-hegemonic discourses, narratives, and practical action rooted in the altruistic, radical, and organic need to usher in a revolutionary consciousness and decolonization. Africans need to realize that their own sense of uh, identity is not inferior simply because of some invention called race. There is thus the need to fight neocolonial domination and its st- stranglehold over knowledge production systems that still render Africans as subhuman in need of saving. Africans need to realize the power of their being, the totality of their cultural history, the inferiority complex keep us shackled to capitalist modern-day slavery, and that the more we reclaim our indigenous oral traditions and wisdoms, our spirituality, and our sense of humanistic uh, 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 being, the more we will edge closer to the fruition of our decolonization and holistic independence. This is protracted as a protracted struggle, but one that is inevitable and truly worth it. Truly worth it. 
How could you live and, and, and deny yourself who you are? How can you be a kitten and identify being a kangaroo? How can you be an elephant and think you a snake? You are who you are. And we can't look down on ourselves. And this is all we do. It's worse than you think, y'all. This is not a joke. Most of us have already been destroyed. And when you have a parent who's destroyed, the children are automatically destroyed if they pass down the way that they think. And when you try to come up out of this whole religious foolishness and the educational foolishness, but see, we got to get good marks on those tests because we want to get a good job. So we're not being taught reality. We're just being taught the ability to spit back what we're told as good little Negroes. We get a degree in quotology. We quote back something that's not real to fit in. And we begin to believe this thing that is not real. And we'll fight with each other. And we scorn each other. You see a beautiful black woman who has her hair natural. And automatically, you don't like her. Fellas, you see the beautiful broad nose that she has, the full lips that she has. And some of you are twisted where you're not thinking of her natural beauty. You're seeing them full lips and are wondering what they can do. And you toss that woman aside after you use her for pleasure because that's all she's good for because the European masters feel the same way about us. And their women feel the same way about us. We're only there for pleasure. And we go on and echo the same words when we present ourselves on these dating apps. I'm a well-hung black man. Why in your mind would you? Come on now, look. The people that Kanye West got a problem with, would they say that they are a well-burned something? Knowing their history? Would they say that they're well-burned? No. Well, why would we say we're well-hung? And why we advertise the length of our penis as it means something to a next woman? Well, it does mean something before she's using you. It's a pleasure. And you're just so glad to be used as a tool. <laughs> yeah, she white lady. She like me. No, she don't like you. She'll get the next one. Haven't you listened to the program that I had about the conservative white woman who has her interracial fantasies and things that she does in her double life? All you, they can't even see you as human. Oh, he has such a big cock. He has such a big cock. Oh, my God. Bring that cock over here to me. You're an animal. You know, human being. But because you get to stick it, because back in the day, the white woman, slave master's wife was forbidden. And it was nothing better than your own sister. But because they convinced you that it was forbidden and it was something better, you prized it even more. Yes, you're a beautiful black woman. And when that Missy Ann or whatever you want to call her walked by, she can fart. And you're like, ooh, that must be some perfume. And you were just so glad to climb between the thighs of a white woman and you felt like you were in control for a little while. Is that all you have to offer is pleasure, little buck boy? Huh? Is that all you offer? And you so glad to just be that to them. And so many of us, and it's funny because, you know, our history and our migration and our mindset, the cultures that we have, are so complex 
And I'm not. I'm just telling it like it is, y'all. So many of our family in the Caribbean, especially men, I can say back in the day, but I'm not going to say back back in the day like that. Oh, there's a little period in there where we had a lot of men from the Caribbean who, just like some of the white brothers in America now, but they had a love for the white woman. Oh, yeah. They'll come to America, migrate with their wives. But if they had a chance to nail one of them, they'd jump to it. They would do things to them and for them in the bedroom that they would never do for their own woman. I'm not even going to go there this morning. And they were so proud. And these women just knew that all they had to do was snap their finger and you jump. This is why in the modern day, when you see many of these women, huh, European-minded women who don't look like us, when they see in the black man no desire for them, they catch an attitude because Negro, I'm supposed to be the creme de la creme. And when I come in your presence, you're not even supposed to even show your woman any love. You want to piss one of them off who think that way? You show your woman love and respect. And it shouldn't only be where you're motivated to show your, your woman love and respect because that white woman's there. It should be that way 24-7. But when they observe you honoring your woman, your black African woman, and worse, when they see that woman respecting the man. So these types of entities, they're in heaven now when they see us battling each other on social media. They want you to have that feministic mentality. Well, well, well why do you want to have the business with your husband, girl? We, and they try to talk black talk about girl. Girl, we, we need to, you know, have our own. But she ain't leaving her white man. But she wants to see you split. Any kind of unity between us must be split and destroyed. You talking about the war where they're about to drop bombs all over the world? There's been a war on us and our mind. Whenever you're reading the book, whenever they see you reading the book, number one, the scariest thing is for them to see a Negro in their mind reading the book. First thing they want to know, oh, what do you have there? What are you reading? Oh, I'm reading the autobiography of Malcolm X. Would you care to take a peek? <laughs> That's not suggested reading from them. You're not supposed to be reading that. You're supposed to be reading about how honest George Washington was and how great Benjamin Franklin was. When you go out to an area here in Ghana, Benjamin Franklin had some say-so over this particular area. I can't remember what the area is, but it's close by. And we did videotapes over there, and I will be going back over there shortly in a few weeks. But the bottom line is I had a chance to go down in the ground to an underground tunnel. Okay, well, uh, Jamestown, Ghana. Jamestown? How's a part here in Ghana called Jamestown? Like Jamestown, Virginia. So Jamestown over here where they brought slaves or enslaved us because we're not slaves, pardon me. And Jamestown over there? How did they come all the way over here? You know how long that plane ride is coming over here? Nine hours one way, 11 hours the other way, depending on if you're going to New York, you're going straight to Florida, if you're going to a layover, 
and they were on boats. And they had the gall to come over here where you had civilization already and take it from the people that were here and put their foot down like they're putting the foot on your chest when you're on your back and defeated. And they thumped their chest. I'm the winner. Yes. And they named it Jamestown. And Benjamin Franklin, I'll clarify the history, but he had a lot to do with what was going on over here. And these are our white fathers that we have to accept to the delight of the slave master and former slave master. We have to act out in front of them. We have to act as though we are beheaded. We have to act as though we're castrated. You see, we got two heads as men. And they're both powerful. But the head up top forgets some time to control the head on the bottom. And when we get so caught up in just pleasure, because there's pleasure when you do utilize a little head down on the bottom, but you just can't go all in with that. You must know that you have to direct that a certain way. And there's a responsibility that comes with pleasure and commitment and wisdom that you should be conveying and sharing with your children. We just jump on and want the dessert and we don't want the meal. So what happens when you eat the dessert and don't eat the meal? Usually the dessert is a little sweeter than the meal. Usually the dessert has empty calories. And not much nutrition. So spiritually, we are weakening ourselves when we go after just pleasure. And when we want to go after that, 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 that highly processed. And when I say sugary, I don't mean the white woman's sugary and sweet. It's bad for us. You like sweet things? Or go into your kitchen, if you have, or foolish enough to have white sugar, and take a big handful of it and dump it in your mouth. It's sweet, right? But it's not good for you. It will make you sick. It will totally disrupt your system. Let them have their women. It's no good for us. Am I hating? I'm just, look, I'm showing love to my own community to tell them what to stay away from. Like they said in the article, religion and education. With his white woman and fire water, tricks and lies, he stole America. <laughs> The original owner of this nation is cooped up on a reservation. Oh, I could tell you the words of that song when I was three years old. <laughs> and I got in trouble in a history class because I was in the back bugging. The teacher, I thought, walked out the room and I busted out with his white woman and firewall. Last, come to the front. <laughs> That's hateful. I said, no. Well, why don't you call it then? History. I was always the class clown, but I always had a serious side to me. You're daggone right. You see, but we go and we do so much when there's none of them in sight that we do to please them and get a pass. A pass for what? I don't want your ideology. I don't want your system. I want to be around my own, but I want to be around my own who understand what's going on. Because even here where I live now, in West Africa, oh, there is so much ignorance. So much ignorance. There's so much of a yearning to want to go to America, to want to go to the UK. And they ask me sometimes, why? 
do you want to stay here? Why did you build a home here? Why did you want to come to a place like this? And I asked him the same thing. Why would you want to go to America? As a matter of fact, within another week or two, I'm going to hit the streets early in the day, pitch my tripod, hook up the camera, and ask people who want to talk, if you can go to America now, would you? And what do you think of America in the UK? I'm going to trick them now. I'm going to smile with them. I'm not going to say nothing bad to them. I'm going to let you see how their face glows. If they want to talk a little religion, I'll encourage it. I'll, I'll be in the background. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. I'm going out as a secret agent to show you what I see and what I know. You're right, lovely Brown. They stole everything and got the nerve to tell others to go back to where you came from. Right? Isn't that something? And they can't stay from over here. They put you down, sisters, on your shape, on your buttocks, on the fullness of your lips. But you can't keep them from coming over here and wanting to be all up under them. Yes, they do that. And some of the sisters, not all, They'll lay down with them because they think that it's an upgrade. They'll lay down with them because they've honored money so much that they'll sell their souls. And when you see them walking down the street and you really look at them, you can see they're not comfortable at all. And just like the other day when the show that I did with talking about Umar Johnson and the, 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 the white man with the black woman that she got on the comment section. I, 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 I see you, you talking about my video because you're clout chasing. You bitter. And they people who are going to come back and try to tell me something like they educate me. The comments, well, well, happiness is happiness and, 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 and love knows no color. Until he smacks you in your face and tells you about your ugly black ass where you don't fall in line being a bed wench. I'm not mad at you if you go up the dead end because after a while you're going to realize you can't go no further. But you made a track and a video which shows that you're not right in the head yet. Then if you chose the wrong type of man, don't go say that one race or another type of man is the answer. Because many of us are wired that way with the self-hate. So they have to come and attack me for saying it. Like, I'm going to say it. Like the Millie Jackson song from back in the 70s, I just had to say it. I'm sorry. You ain't going to kill me with emotional constipation. I'm going to say it. I'm not going to hold it in, sitting there crapping in my pants and stinking, and now I'm going to be embarrassed because y'all going to laugh when you see the big brown spot in my pants. No, I'm not. You can be right next to me. I'm going to pull them pants down, look you in the eye, vein in my neck, and push it out. I ain't messing myself up. I don't have them kind of restrictions, and I ain't got that kind of shame. I have no shame. You all know I used to be a male stripper when I was doing bodybuilding. I ain't got no shame. I'm not a whore for money, but if you gave me a million dollars right now and say, Lance, take your chubby fat behind out and walk down the street butt-ass naked, I'm doing it, but you're going to pay me first. Yes, yes, you are. I ain't stupid. <laughs> I'm not a whore for money, but that kind of money I can do a whole lot with. Imagine that. What would Lance Gerv do? Would I go out and get a Bentley, Rolls Royce? No. Nope. I'll do something so powerful, 
take my time. And I don't want to hear nothing from nobody who ain't down with me in, in my corner that way. Only those who are in. We're going to build something powerful that's going to be profitable, that's going to break down this way of thinking. And I'll be self-funded. And I'll tell it like it is. And I know that they'll be out there looking to get me. It'll be hard to get me because I'm very disciplined. You will not see me up and down and around because I know I'll be a target. But there's so much of us that still continue to sting on. See, that picture that you see in the banner on both sides, but mainly the one on the right side. And that white man knows, you see the one next to my face? He's looking into the camera. There's a camera there. There's a camera there. See, we see these pictures and not realize there's video cameras and regular cameras there. Look at the brother, the second one from the left, both of them. The one under the right on the far left and the one next to him. They're looking in the camera. <laughs> and look at the brother there sitting there. See the word colonialism, the I and the S in colonialism? Look at his face. Yeah, he's a revolutionary because he's thinking. That white man ain't looking. If I can get that one with the rifle, it's on and popping. There's always one of us like that. The ancestral spirit is always there, ready to resurface at a moment's notice. And sometimes you may think, oh, I could never be that bold. But sometimes when it's called for on a divine level, you find yourself to be so strong, so bold. And what you want to express that you could never put the words together to express, it comes out perfectly to the point where afterwards you're like, and people are like, girl, I don't know what got into you, but you, you put it down. You ain't got to worry about getting fired. You just put them in a place and they could not do a damn thing because they know it's the truth. And the brother's the same way. Hey, man, I don't know what happened, man. Malcolm X got up in your ass, man. <laughs> man, you told them off. Because they know what's right and what's wrong also. But they, they like the wrong. See, they got no problem doing wrong to you. They know what's right and wrong. That's why when they see you in your original spiritual practices, they get scared and they want to know a little bit about it more. And that's why when I go up into the Volta region or up in the mountainous regions where you have all types of spirituality going on, a lot of it may not be real. In the cities, a lot of it is not real. It's to get that money. When you got to go far and dig deep, trust and believe it's real. And what do you see coming down the mountain trail? Becky! What? What are you doing up here? And you know they're coming from learning something of ours that's very powerful. And they're looking at you like, what the hell are you doing here? You're not that type of Negro. You're, 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 you're not the African. We can tell you from America by the way you talk. So who are you to come here? And you want to learn my root. You want to learn my spiritual root. And you feel I'm violated by coming here, but you feel the right to be here. Look at how the sickness goes both ways. You can't have your own. Everything you have has to come through them. But you can't have your own. Damn, I got to ask permission to kiss my own woman. Don't peek into my bedroom at night. I'll be paying you a lot of money if I have to get permission. You want to upset that process. And so you see these Beckys coming out the mountain, coming down the mountain. 
to where you're going, and you know that's where they came. And the foolish ones here open the doors and allow them to learn the secrets. This is why they had to get rid of Brother Cosmo. And for those who don't know, back in 2016, was it? Brother Cosmo was killed. They say he killed three cops. He wrote three books that were phenomenal. I have one of them here somewhere. I'm going to start reading out of it. He got killed at 29 years old. But his trajectory of knowledge, and he left the service. He was in the armed forces. I think it was as a Marine. And he left. He got out. And he took off to Africa, different countries. And he went up in the mountains and dealt with spiritualists and knew all these different things and came back and wrote these books. So who knows if that was some computer-generated foolishness to just kill him. But he reached out to me. And he said, Lance, I respect your platform. I want to want you to interview me so I can help to get these books out. And I said, sure, brother. And we did that. In that video that I have, the hits do not go up on it. It's suspended by YouTube. And that was, what, seven years ago. And even years before that, I have content that they don't deem proper. And again, that's why I say they remove subscribers every day from this channel. All these years I've been doing this, all this content that I do once, twice, three times a day, walk around with cameras and bring something to you every day, the subscribers just go down. So check to see if you're still subscribed to this channel and resubscribe, right? Sometimes you don't see somebody. You go back to the channel and say, wait a second. I didn't know I was unsubscribed from him. But it happens, and so many people see that. You see? So you got to be careful, right? But yeah, your birthright, what belongs to you, you shouldn't have. They have to handle it first before, before they deem it proper for you to handle. And if it's something that is powerful, that will liberate you, that will empower you over the propaganda they put in your head, you can't have it. You can't have it. It's got to be filtered, chopped up, processed by them, by them. And when you get it, it's something watered down. This photo I'm looking at in front of me on this banner is a damn shame. What crime did these Africans do? But these folks want to step in. But they're beast-like. Look, even a beast has more love in their heart. They have instincts. But even when a beast is full, it ain't going to bite you because all they want to do is eat. These people, they take everything from you and want more. Huh? They take all your food. And if you happen to be nibbling on one grain of corn, give me that. You can't have that. Where'd you get that from? We ain't supposed to have nothing. Leeches. And that's what it is. Anyway. If anybody wants to come in, I'll always extend that um, you don't have to show your face. The banner is up so you wouldn't show your face anyway. You can hit the link and say a few words if you want to. I would welcome it. This will go on forevermore out into cyberspace. And just like I am so happy to have been a part of Michael Hamer's life before he transitioned, you know, these things are a way to preserve moments and discussions 
And even then it won't last forever, but the vibration of what we absorb in cyberspace that we choose, we just can't let things be handed to us. Because we'll be looking at all kind of booties and all, you know what I mean? We got to be focused on what we choose to put in our system. It's not just food, but on a mental level, we got to choose who we have around us. People just being next to them. And they're not right, it's going to rub off on you. Even looking into the eyes of somebody evil or wayward will average you down. Like I said, when 100 went to bed with the number 50, 100 woke up at 75 because it averaged out with 50. And 50 gained, but 100 lost. So these people, you say, well, they can't affect. Yes, they can. You get around them. You get in an interaction with them. You have a white outfit on walking down the street. And there's a pig cussing you out in the mud. And you can't take it no more, so you want to fight the pig. And you beat the pig, but now you come up out of the mud, and you got mud all over your suit. And the pig is busted up, <laughs> still laughing at you. Oh, you fought me, and now you got mud all over you. Now you're just like me. That's why you stay away from fools. There's a reason why that word is in the dictionary. It'll speed bump your speed as you go down the track of life. They'll slow you down. Bust up your suspension. You ever go over a speed bump and didn't realize it was a speed bump, it was a dark road? Boom, boom. First thing you think, oh, God, there goes my suspension. It'll let you slide the first time. But if you keep doing that and hanging around these types of entities, they can be nice and smile and be fraudulent. But once I get a peek of what's inside of the person, you gone. You gone. They don't have no problem with that. Uh, Lance, uh, uh, go to your locker and uh, pack up your belongings, and um, here's your pink slip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have a nice life. <laughs> That's why you got to get on your feet independently, and you fire some of these jobs that are oppressive. And some of, some of us are just like some of these Africans with their hands up. All those Africans right there. Now, I don't know how many people were in that photo with rifles around them, but they're mighty close. To that white man with that rifle. The other one got a rifle on the other side and his hands across. He's looking at the camera person. You mean to tell me if all of them got up and rushed them, they couldn't get that out of his hand? Hey, if I got to be the one shot first or second or third, I know all the other ones, that they all got the balls to turn that rifle around on them and get them out of there. Or maybe not get them out of there and find a little hole and bury them somewhere. You got the nerve to put that on me. That's, that's worthy of, of deletion. You know, we can't say certain words anymore. Yes, Tanya, I see you coming on in. I think there's a little more you have to do. It says devices not connected. There's some prompts that you might have to hit to come through, and I'll let you right on in. Just come on in, Tanya. And if you can't for some reason, come out and hit the link again. But I believe when I see it this way, it's something more you have to hit on your phone. So... Just take your time. Continue talking. Okay, we have Miriam here. Tanya, continue to connect yourself. And Miriam, we have an echo, so you might have to turn something down. Okay, thank you so much. Keep working on it, Tanya. And Miriam, the floor is yours. Just unmute yourself. Unmute yourself, Miriam. 
Your phone is muted. There you go. Talk to us. How are you? I'm, I'm struggling, but I'm okay. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I have an echo there, so I can't really talk to him because you got to do something to turn something down on the volume. Do you have a computer in the background? I, I stopped it. Okay, because I'm hearing myself talk. So, so let me, let me without, get off and come back in. Okay, okay. okay, okay, no problem. And Tanya, you were there, but for some reason, it didn't go all the way. There are little prompts that you have to hit, so I'll drop the link again. And after this, I'll kind of wrap it down. But I will be back sooner than most people think, because there's something I want to speak about strongly, straight from the hip. There'll be no reading in that one. <laughs> No reading in that one. It's, nothing's bad from reading because you got to have some kind of grid work from which to you know, base your topics on certain points that you want to that you want to hit. You know, yeah, I see that, Tanya. I would love for you to come on in. Usually, the the things you have to hit, like um, to let your audio come through, to let your video come through. If you come through with video, nobody will see it because I have the banner across. Although I will see it from my end, but nobody else will see it. So try to come on in again. I'm interested to hear what you have to say and to what Miriam had to say. All right, there's the link again. And um, I'll kill a little time, but first allow me to drink some of this juice. And I'm here. And it's always my show that has the most technical difficulties. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why. It's crazy. But I will say, family, just understand, I'm not a doomsayer, but there's so much deception in this world more than there's ever been before. And when I say top, I'm not saying the leaders of these countries are the top, but in their mind, they're the top. But in actuality, they're the bottom. We can't let their fear-mongering, their media, arrest our minds from what we have to do to maintain our freedom or to even become even more free. Because it's not like you just wake up, okay, I'm going to move here and I'm free. No, it doesn't work that way. I'm still in the system, right? But I'm a little more out of it than I've ever been in. And it doesn't mean you have to leave the country. It makes it a little easier to not have to deal with seeing these entities, right? But you can still, from within, detach yourself from the system by detaching yourself from these lusts that they have. Yes, Miriam is back. Unmute yourself, Miriam, and the floor is yours. Hi, how's this? This is much better. I don't hear myself. Okay, okay. Um, Take your time. Thank you. Okay, so I just want to say the purpose, the reason why I'm calling in is because, you know, I'm I've, I, I'm a little older and I don't want that I have knowledge in my head and I don't give it to to my brothers and my sisters. If they can use it, use it. If not, just throw it away. But, but I want to help in the progress. Right? Understood. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Um, just a little bit of background. I, I was a very lost person, okay? I didn't have much guidance, but 
uh, and I made some serious decisions. But in the course of it all, I, I learned a few things. And and one thing that I learned, if I can explain it right, because I, I I don't usually talk to people, but one thing that I, one thing that I learned is is to have a solid identity ourselves. We need to have something that we do. You know, something in the action world. I agree. Something in the speech world. And by speech, I mean uh, our psychology, our religion, our culture, the, the, the kind of thing that you, you pass down to the next generation verbally. Yes. And something um, mentally, something our, our, our schematic, like our schema and our brain, our way of thinking, our, our typical, the typical thing that we would automatically um, think, you know what I mean? Yes. Now, okay, those are the physical things, and I'm a little worried because I see in the in the black community there's a whole lot of people talking about only science, like no psychology, no religion. So I try to limit to those those three things, but there's a whole lot more, right? Take your time, share it. Okay, okay. I'm with you. I'm, I want to say, say I agree with you 100 percent so far. Okay. Right okay. on point. Now, if I wanted to really expand it, before I even got to the physical, I, I want to say there's our ancestors on the ground. There's the actual, you know, uh, the ancestors under the ground, which we are standing on, uh, almost literally on their shoulders. <laughs> okay. And then uh, and then comes the action, the speech, the thought. And then over above the thought is, is a, a realm that I would call chaos. Mm. Where everything is mumbled, jumbled, uh, there's no order in there, or, or at least there's no order that we understand, but it's all there. Right. And then above that is like, I don't know, Nirvana, Paradise, Garden of Eden, like that. Understood. Okay. So um, when someone is oppressed, I think they get shoved into only one of these um Realms, mm -hmm. categories, yeah, yeah, and categories. Okay, and and in uh, our situation, I, I think in the past we were pretty awesome people. You know, the, the pyramids were made, the the shango bone, the advances that we've done agriculturally throughout oh, yeah. Africa. I, I think we we really should pat ourselves on the back. We come from awesome DNA. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, and and it's so important. I try, I really try to tell my children this constantly. I, I think they're a little tired of me, but 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 you know what? It's it's we have to do it that way because because the propaganda for inferiority is mm -hmm. is nonstop. Also, so we have to be nonstop. Okay, so I I try to continually tell my kids that. Okay, um, okay. So we've been with the whole uh, what do you call it slavery transatlantic slavery. I think we got pushed into only the physical category. And like you were saying, now we we brag about the the, the size of the <laughs> the private part. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you know where I have a I, I have this coworker at work. Um, she judges everyone by oh light skinned guy, this dark skinned guy, like it's all physical, oh, God, yeah. and and it should not, yeah, and it should not 
be only about the physical, but but that's where mm -hmm. we are right now. And that's why I think um, someone with a speech, someone who yells, who shouts all the time, we think of them as, oh, he's righteous, only because the yelling is almost physical because it's so loud. You know what I mean? That's right. But but <laughs> But we need to get out of that. We need to understand that and get out of it. Now, um, now, okay, now, um, take your time. Yeah, I don't think we need religion, but we do need a, a way of life, a, a code of conduct. I, I do think that because, uh, I know, um, religion can be, uh, restricting, but it can also be such a fire. But, you know, people do things, people have wars because they have this belief, you know. That needs to be harnessed. I know we're saying, oh, get rid of it, get rid of it. But I, I think we're, we're throwing away a force, and we should think twice about it. Yeah, okay, so then, okay, so we've been relegated to just the category of action, but I think we need to push through, which I think we are with, uh, with YouTubes and TikToks and all the social media. I think we really are pushing into the, the category of speech. And now there is someone, there is a group of people who, who've been reigning supreme in that category. So there's going to be a bit of friction as we come in, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I guess people call them the small hats or, the, you know, you know who these people are. They, they, they have the media and, but the thing is, we have to understand, nevertheless, we need to have our speech. We need to have. We need to get through that category. We don't have to. Like um, my misunderstanding was, I thought we needed to become Jew Jewish people, or we needed to be Hebrew Israelites, or whatever. But no, no, we just need to have a harness on the on the power of speech, our own speech. Meaning, we have to have our own media and everything that that represents. We need to have our own psychology, our own religion. We need to make it with our speech. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then, and then eventually, I mean, th this is where we are right now, but, but that's just the tip of the iceberg because we still need to pass through speech and get to thought. And thought is where we'll be ready, I believe, to fight against white supremacy. Because I think a lot of those people, they're they're more uh, they're more thought oriented. That's why I, I don't think they really know anything. That's why they do all these surveys. You know, studies show. You know, water. You know, yes. they need to do all these surveys because they don't know. They're they're just I think so. Everything's I think I think. Therefore, I am. Like they think thinking is, and and the strange thing about thinking is there's no bad thought. There's just thought. But I think with them, I don't know if you saw the movie uh, The Joker. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I've seen so many off, you know, um, spinoffs. It, it's, yeah, there's one I like. There's one I really like. And he was the one, the man, see, they had the other one who killed himself, but the last one, I really liked that movie. Yeah, the last one, the last one. That was very, that was beautifully done. It was, it was deep. Go ahead. Oh no! I said it's very deep, and and in certain ways, I'm going to say this and go out on a limb. Not the actual makeup on the face, Joker, but there's certain aspects about his life that I identified with. I'll say that boldly. I can go into detail another time if people don't if they think I'm off my rocker. But 
how nobody understood him. Mm-hmm. He kept coming at him. Then he had to bite back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, and, it, and the Joker, he, mm-hmm. Go ahead. He, 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 the way they made the movie, like you almost didn't know if he was thinking this or if he was doing this. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, like when he, I think he actually killed the neighbor. He, he, there was this neighbor that he liked, this black girl. Yeah, yeah. And there yeah. was this other guy that, that helped him out on the job, and he killed yeah. him right there. And they had the little midget that was kind of pulling away, like, please don't kill me, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I honestly, I could be wrong, but I really think that's how a lot of Caucasians live. They, There's no... um divide between the the thinking of something and the doing of something. Just like the Joker. It's it's like it's like they were really putting themselves out. Which I think they've been doing a lot more lately. And uh so that's what we have to deal with when we get to white supremacy. They you know, they just think of something and then and then they're doing it the next thing you know, you know, which is why you get all kinds of weird hanging people on a tree, cutting their parts, mm-hmm. eating it. That's why you get all these weird, um, these are the stuff that that that's supposed to dwell in, in, a, in a dark imagination. And then exactly. you don't, you don't, like certain things from the thought world, you don't transfer to the speech world. Certain things from the speech world, you don't transfer to the action world. You know what I mean? Right. But, but they are going downwards, and we are trying to go upwards. And uh, and eventually, eventually, I think we need to get past them. Well, that you know, these are years in the making. I don't know if we'll ever get there, but eventually, we do need to get to chaos. You know, and the only way to win in chaos, I believe, is we have to have had dear friends with us few friends that are so close that a nod and they already know what we're thinking, you know, uh, a, a look, a smirk, and they already know, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Friends mm-hmm. like that, serious friends. So I think it's really important to have a community physically because in the in the long run, we're going to need old friends to be with us. Yeah. And uh Yes, 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 yes. Oh, Marcus Garvey, you know, these people are so wise. I really, I like listening to Marcus Garvey, even though his accent is a little hard for me to to, to understand. Uh, also, um, um, what's his name? Amos Wilson, uh, Henrik, John Henry Clark. You know, I, oh, just quickly, I just feel like a lot of times YouTubers, They'll invoke these names, and then and then I'll be like, oh wow, okay, they they're they're on the right track. But they only invoke these names to 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 attract people, and then and then they 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 toss yeah. their learning aside. Right, and 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 they put these names out to get a pass from those who are in a higher vibration to associate with them, to call out the name, and all of a sudden you assume they have this level yeah. of a higher vibration, and they don't. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about later on today because there's so many straws that pass around a name because they just want to be up on the podium and looked at as great. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're not really. You know what I mean? Like, like be yourself. Look, yeah. stop, stop trying to act like the real thing and work on being the real thing. Mm-hmm. And that takes time and hard work and commitment to study, research, and vibration and keeping yourself cleansed. 
Because if you drive your car around without changing the oil and the engine gets dirty, it's a bad thing. Keep yourself cleansed and be open to learn from others who know more about you. Don't just watch one or two YouTube videos and you are a whole tip Negro. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, you're expecting, I'm going to battle you and I'm going to die. Man, you just run around in circles chasing your tail. Sit down and shut up like you. Now, you're teaching, you're sharing, you're stimulating. You'll reach somebody I may not be able to reach because obviously you know something and you're here to share it. So continue on, sister. Yeah, you're loving this. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so so now why why would we want to go into this chaos? I mean, who wants to go into chaos? I think it's important because, um, I mean, it looks like chaos to us now, but once we're in it, uh, we'll understand. Um, now I'm going to get a little a little uh, crazy, okay? <laughs> Just prepare. But, I got my seatbelt buckled. Go ahead. Let's go. Okay. I, I feel like... Um, I feel like now I'm going to go back. I feel like when someone is in the ancestral realm, it's almost like they're in a one-dimensional world. You know, like we see them, but we don't. It's almost like we see a line in the corner of our eye because it's just a line. You know, you know what I mean? Like we almost see them in the corner of our eye, but when we turn, there's nobody there or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would uh, so I would equate that realm with with the with a one dimensional world and and I think people think that also because in movies when they try to talk about uh you know someone from the the the, the afterlife that's coming to give someone a message they make a ray like a sun ray or a, basically a line right okay now in the in the action world that's more two dimensional. And so I think if you meet someone in that realm, like like they're about action, they don't really, you know, they're talking about the size of their private part. That's a good marker to know if they're there. So <laughs> if, if they're there, I think the best thing to give them is a picture, a picture of where they can be, you know. And and unfortunately, the TV has them. So we it would have to be a big battle, you know. And and the the speech world would be like the third dimension. This is a regular world. This is where, you know, we're supposed to be. People function normally here. You know, we understand depth, height, you know, and, and depth, which is why another reason why um, religion will make more sense in that realm, because we need depth. We need some kind of a depth. It doesn't have to be a Christian or whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. But we need depth. Okay, and now... Um, I got confused one second. Second dimension. Anyway, in chaos, chaos, I believe, is where uh, we can actually uh, uh, manipulate things. You know, mm-hmm. we can actually um, play with the laws of nature. Mm-hmm. I dare say. But I think it's very it's very uh, important that we rise to that level because then we can make the world right, and that will bring on the the the, the paradise dimension category. You understand? Mm-hmm. Because the chaos is going to make the paradise, but we have to get to that point, and, and we are so 
so below, so far behind. You know, we're, we're still in action. Some of us are still with the with the clock measurement. You know, <laughs> and <laughs> but thank God, thank God, YouTube came up. Internet is up. We are reaching each other more than we've ever. Like, I learned so much about Africa. Like I am so embarrassed of how I thought of Africa before YouTube. Understood. Yeah. We've all been. We've all, we, we all we all have taken a hit in some manner, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Not just in one, but combination of one or all of them. We come up in this cooking container. You know, look. If you were born in a trash can, you're gonna smell like garbage until you washed up. <laughs> You know what I mean? So that's that's what it is. So we have to understand that it doesn't mean there was anything wrong with you. Like you said, you may have made decisions that you wouldn't make now. Mm-hmm. I have been there. I've done that. I wouldn't say regrets because it taught me a whole lot, but at the right. time I said, and I regret this, whatever. But when you pull away from it, you understand the beauty and mosaic of what your life has been, is, and will be, and that you have a modicum of control to make your heaven on earth, like it was said in the uh, chat room. But yeah. it, it's 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 really something that in this life, sometimes it can take a whole lifetime for us to figure out a part of it, but you have to keep on striving. Mm-hmm. But don't let me interrupt you. Keep on going, sister. Yeah. So I'm just going to close off with this. I want to say, um, and I'm going to bring up the Bible, but it, there's a story in there about, um, okay, es- es- Esau, right? And Esau was they say the progenitor of like the Europe the Western Europe. Now the only one who was able to defeat him was um it's this guy named Hushim. I don't know how to say it in English, but Hushim. Mm-hmm. Now what was what was so special about him is he, he was deaf. And and uh, his name Hushim in Hebrew means senses like eyes, ears, nose Mm-hmm. I'm a sight, hearing, um, the taste. It's almost as if, uh, you know, when somebody's short, they call him tall guy, you know, to, to compensate for his shortness. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, but, let, let me interject. I have a friend of mine, friend of mine he, he transitioned also a couple of years ago. And um, all the girls that he knew, okay, they, they all used to call him little man. I'm like, man, you're like six foot three. Why are they calling you little man? Until, you know, this was in corrections. I won't say his name or anything, but we had to have gun training and we had to change outfits and different things, do the pepper spraying and everything. And so I don't look at no man, but, you know, I didn't know he was standing there. And, and, and I was tying my shoe and I looked up. I was like, oh, my God. Now I see why they call you little man. I said I got a I got a bone to pick with God because I need to go back for another service so I can be like you. But anyway, go ahead, sister. I had to put a joke in there. Yeah, no. So this guy Hushim, which meant which means senses, it's it's very interesting that he was the one, the only one who was able to fight this 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 Esau. And why? Mm-hmm. Because he didn't because he didn't have the hearing. He he wasn't exposed to to the, the propaganda, the, the, you know, the constant praising of, of Esau, 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 you know? He was just able to, yeah. he was like, why, why aren't we having a funeral for, for Jacob? And they're like, oh, because uh, 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 Esau something. And then he just took out his knife and killed him, and that was it. But, mm-hmm. but the, the, the moral of the story is that, is that we need to 
have our, our, our senses. We can't give them our sight. We can't look at everything they want us to see. We can't listen to all their messages. We can't yeah. eat the food that they want us to eat. We, we yeah. have to take control of our, our, our five senses. Our five senses is like a, a candle, candelabra. Is that right? I don't know how to say mm-hmm. it. You know, like the two eyes, the two ears, the two nostrils, the mouth. It's like a seven, seven candle candelabria. I don't know. And and we gotta put good oil, olive oil in it. We can't put schmuck, We can't put junk. You know, we can't put uh, garbage to to light the candles. And I'll land my plane. No, but you're right though. You're right. And, and what you just said about we can't eat the foods they want us to eat, eat. We can't watch the things they want us to watch. It's like they're guiding us. Yeah. Have this control by dropping things in front of us that we react to. And like I always say, when you react to something, that stimuli is controlling you because you wouldn't have done that action, which is a reaction. Mm-hmm. Choose, that, choose how you are going to act. Consciously think, even if it's in a split second, how are you going to act? Even if it looks like a reaction, you know it's not a reaction and you know that you're not controlled. Because uh-huh. when I get up in the morning time and I say to myself, you know, barring some type of emergency or something cataclysmic, that this is what I'm going to do today. This is what I'm going to manifest today. I may not say 50 uh-huh. things, but when I knock one down, I'm looking at the second one. Uh-huh. I have what I have to do for the week, for the month, for the year. Right. Goals, visions, and I don't want these other things to jump in my way to clog me up. Yes. You know, my phone number is out there. I'm all on WhatsApp, all on all kind of ways. And the amount of booty pictures that I have sent to me, hey, man, look at this girl, whatever. I see it, but I'm not looking at it because right at this moment I have to do this. Why are people throwing rocks in the road when I'm driving over? It's not just that type of stuff. It's other stuff too, but, you know, but that's a powerful one, the the, 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 the lewd picture, yeah, the yeah. lewd things. Yeah, as a man, it punches you in the face. I mean, like, it hits you. Like, Ooh, not oh. that you're looking for that or what, but it's like, whoa. And if you're not focused on what you have to do, it's almost like when you see a commercial on TV and you didn't cook anything yet and you're hungry, Ooh. but you've been working the yard or you're doing something and you understand why you're hungry, but you have food in the house to prepare that you like. Mm-hmm. You got the TV on and it's all of a sudden this junk food or something that flashes on the screen, it has the same effect as uh, the female form to a man. Mm. And you see that and your mouth starts watering. You're like, well, maybe I should get up, hop in the car and go over there to the fast food restaurant and eat that. You yeah. fall asleep in front of the TV. You hear jingles. For the fast food restaurant, you wake up singing the jingles or is, is is it a shock that you end up in the drive-thru at that very same restaurant? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they put these things in front of you. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's so funny. My, my sister and I, it's like almost everything we say, it's either a jingle or a scene from a movie. Like, And then we have to stop ourselves and, you know, laugh. But. <laughs> hmm. Seriously. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get off and keep listening. Thank you so much for your your your, your podcast. I hope people are learning and and doing differently. I, I hope I say that for myself also. Well, you know, we're gonna learn as long as individuals like yourself come on and share. 
I'm just a platform. The plate doesn't bring much, but the food that's put on it is what brings the nutrition. I know I have my experiences and my little funny ways of bringing things, but it's everybody who's in the chat room and those who leave comments and bring something that we can vibe. Until then, I'm always going to give my all, and I appreciate you and everybody else here who shares. That's what it's all about, sharing. I'm just one person, but collectively we're stronger, you know? Uh-huh. It's like an alloy. It's like a metal. Two metals that are a little weak, but when you combine them, they become strong. Uh-huh. So that's the way I see myself. I need you to become strong. We all have a way of expressing things. We need to open up our mind to know how to absorb things that come to us, even if it's not expressed in English the way they want us to talk. Uh-huh. But I talk very abstract sometimes, and sometimes if people don't understand how I talk, it doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. But I'm making a point. Because we all express ourselves differently. We all receive knowledge differently. So let's mm-hmm. not get caught up in, no, you didn't say it this way and that way. Take it as it is. Filter it through, of course. You don't accept anything into your mind. But take the good and leave what is not useful. I won't say bad, but just not useful. And as long as we do that, we'll go up or we'll go up higher. But I thank you so much, Miriam. And feel free to come anytime. If there's anything you want to share with everybody, because people tell me things. I'm like, listen, come on the show and share with everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, my numbers and stuff are there. Reach out to me and we will make something happen. You know? Thank Anytime. you. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, that's what it's all about. And the way she said that, right? She said a lot of things, Sister Miriam, right? But the first and foremost thing that hit me hard is we can't allow them to keep putting stuff in front of us that we absorb. She didn't say it that way, but what to eat, what to think by the media they put out, they're controlling us still. We're walking down the street feeling free. Oh, this ain't like the civil rights time. You know, I'm walking as a free black man or free black woman, but your mind is arrested by the things they put in that social media that you shouldn't be touching. So when you go food shopping and you buy things to bring back to your home, from the market, you might bring some type of pesticide or some type of poison or some type of insect that's invading your home. And just because it's in the shopping cart and coming home with you, do you have a dish in front of you that you cook? Might be some vegetables and some beans and some rice. And you say, listen to your child, bring the poison. I'm going to sprinkle it over my food. I'm quite sure it has a good taste. No, we don't do that. But the bottom line is that what's put out there that seems so good to us is poison, but all they got to do is sugar it up a little bit, and that numbs us, and that numbs our judgment to understand that, yes, this may taste good, but it's something that's not good for us. And so that's how I kind of live my life. And I'm going to wrap it down now. It's been wonderful. Uh, thank you, Sister Miriam. And I know Sister Tanya wanted to come on If ever, Tanya, if you're still listening to this, we can record something and then we can put it out if you have those type of technical difficulties, long or short. There's many ways to skin a cat. We still have our conference line. We can get on there. There are many ways. So when one shuts down, we have the option of going through other doors and continuing the dialogue to go. So on that note, I'm going to sign off right now. And um, we'll be back later on. I'll surprise you, but this is not it. This is the first 
round of a 15-round fight. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much. And um, enjoy the music, and we'll be back later on. Peace. Much love. Okay, we don't seem to have the music playing. I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm not hearing it from my end. So at least the technical difficulties happen at the end of the day. So we don't know what's going on with that. So we'll just sign on out. Okay, I know what it is. Dumb mistake on my part. Dumb mistake. I got too much levers and buttons and things to twist around. And Okay, here we go. Peace. Why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our name, our language, our culture, our God? and our religion. Here in America, all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher. He has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't enjoy now, but rather after we die. But all of the years that we're living, for us there's nothing but hell, pain, torture, and misgiving. Yet the Bible speaks of a heaven filled with material luxury, which the white man and the preacher has right here, so we see. So, my friend, take it for what it's worth. Your heaven and your hell is right here on this earth. So let's check back into history, which rewards all research and tells us plainly that before the white man gained entry to the east, he was living in the caves of Europe, a ravenous beast, eating juniper roots and eating flesh raw, till God sent Moses to civilize him and teach him the law. Then following Marco Polo, an explorer, he gained entry into Asia and Africa. From China, he took silk and gunpowder, from India, he took juice, manganese, and rubber. He raped Africa of her diamonds and her gold. From the Mideast, he took barrels of oil untold, raping, robbing, and murdering everything in his path. The whole black world has tasted of the white man's wrath. So, my friend, it's not hard to tell. A white man's heaven is a black man's hell.
America, we were living in the east. By the Nile River, we were living in luxury, enjoying freedom, justice, and equality. We wore silken robes, it was a gold. We were the wealthiest and the wisest people, I'm told. Now we are the poorest of the poor. Nobody wants us at their door. So, my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven, black man hell. When the white man came to America, he told the Indian, I am your white brother. He said, Red man, I'll treat you the best. Yet until he pushed the Indian further west With his white woman and fire water Tricks and lies he stole America The original owner of this nation Is cooped up on a reservation So my friend it's easy to tell White man heaven, black man hell he needed someone to work the land His back was too weak He needed you, black man So he commissioned Sir John Hawkins To commit the worst, most grievous sin To take a man who's born to be free And bring him down Slavery Sell a man as merchandise On his body put a price Oh, my friend, it's easy to tell White man heaven is a black man hell